0: got faith in the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. Got faith in God tonight. You can be seated. And a couple of just announcements. Uh, One reminds you that this upcoming Sunday, uh, we will have our regular schedule. 11 o'clock will be the Sunday school adult class in here. Kids will be in their classes. Then at 12, it'll be our Noel service and our kids have a presentation. You can see they're working on something over there for the... Uh, service for the kids. Uh, they're going to have their part in it. Uh, just going to have some worship and great things and preaching, and it's going to be a great day. Uh, so regular times, 11 and 12, but the 12 o'clock service, we'll have our kids doing their special parts. So we want to be here to support our kids and be a blessing to them. So it's going to be a great time. Two, You get two Sundays now. Listen to me. Eat like you want to eat for the next two Sundays. <laughs> Because on the first Sunday of January, we we'll, we will be starting our forty days of purpose. Yeah. Now, who doesn't know what that is? Who's in here? That has, what's what you talking about? If you don't know, that's our that's our forty day fast. Hey, is that little mouse running around out here again? Look out, Mom! <laughs> Catch him. Catch him. He just wanted to come to church tonight, man. He just wanted to come to church tonight. He's all right. Oh, he's on the chair. Good save. Good save.
1: Aaron, don't hurt him. Don't hurt
2: him. Just take him outside. Don't hurt him.
0: Throw him as far as you can throw him. Oh. Ain't there a cat? There's got to be a cat out there somewhere, or an owl, or something. Yeah. Oh, anyway, Jesus. he heard Chris was preaching. and He wanted to come see him. <laughs> all right. Uh, we that cold weather, man. You can't. They, they're everywhere. So it's all right. Hand sanitizer in the foyer. <laughs> Praise God. God's good. What were we talking about? Church, wouldn't we? Yeah. <laughs> If you don't know what 40 days of purpose is that's our our 40 day fast that we do starting off our our years we have altered it some over the years but this year we're going back uh starting at the beginning and uh listen uh, we try to we try to schedule 40 days where it doesn't interfere with anything it's almost impossible because there's always something coming up i mean our birthdays are right smack in the middle of it so you know no cake for us during January, so you all have to make a sacrifice. We're going to have this 40 days of fasting, and we're going to have extra days of prayer. We're going to do things. Uh, we're going to stick to it. It's going to be, we're going to really suggest that people try to adhere to what we have listed for the fast. If you have medical reasons and conditions and things that you can't, that is perfectly understandable, but if it's just a discomfort to you, it's that's to not, it's supposed to be. It's going, fasting should make you a little uncomfortable. So, so we're going to do that. It's going to be a great time. God's doing wonderful things in our church. We had a great prayer meeting Monday night, and God spoke to us in that prayer meeting, just reminding us of some things and uh, let us know that there are some things coming, and we're looking forward to it. So we want to get spiritually prepared for these things. And so fasting is part of that. And uh, Jesus expects his people to fast. He didn't say if you fast. He said when you fast. That's, that's expectation. He, he, that's something believers should do. So we'll say more with that as we get closer to it. But just wanted to go ahead and let you get mentally prepared uh, for that. So, because you've you got to get yourself ready for fasting. All right. Well, wonderful. I've already let you know, but we've got a great preacher here tonight. I appreciate this young man he he's come on brother you head on this way he's uh just brother chris is uh he's a faithful faithful saint he's he's been faithful to this church and uh he's dedicated to prayer and seeking the lord and he never fails to bless us when he steps behind this pulpit so give him give the lord a hand as he comes tonight brother chris
2: Praise the Lord, Church. Thankful for this opportunity. I'm thankful for my pastor, Sister Candy, Jake, and Beth, and I'm thankful for you all. I don't honestly don't know where I would be without this church. Uh, some people might end up being like in other churches and stuff if, if this church wasn't here. But honestly, myself, I I don't know where I would be without. About this this is the best life going. I love this church. It's the best church going. Yeah. Yeah. Praise God. You know, I was thinking like, there's so much that God has for us, but we limit ourselves. Also, so much. There's so much that He has for us, has for us to do, has for us to receive, but we limit ourselves. So much. There's so much that He has in store for us. Like, uh, there's this phrase that some people use a lot. I've, I've even caught myself using it, and I, I try to not not do it. But we use that phrase, uh, "my luck," uh, and we all we only use that phrase in a negative way. Mm-hmm. Oh, got caught in traffic. Just my luck. Oh, this drive through line is so long, that's, of course, my luck, like, we use that phrase like it's just determined upon us, like we're just supposed to suffer, like we're just supposed to just go through the motions, just go through and just suffer through life that God is just looking at us, like, like, like as our, as just a plaything, but you're his child, you can't stop using that phrase, my luck, and say my favor instead. Woo! He's got so much more for us, not not just in this life, but in the life to come. Like we go through things, we go through sickness and stuff, but it's it's only temporary. It's not going to be long. Mm. The devil's always tempting us, but soon we're going we're not going to be where he is anymore. Uh, that, that reminds me of a, a post I saw the other day. Um, a boy went up to a girl he had a crush on, and he used that very popular uh, pickup line. It said, did it did it hurt when you uh, fell from heaven? And the, the girl responded, did you just call me Satan? <laughs> uh, there you go, ladies, if you, if you need a response to that. <laughs> but there is so much more in store for us, not just in this world, but there's another world that's coming. There's greater that's coming. Can't wait for it in 2 Timothy 4, uh, chapter 4, 6 through 8. This is uh, some of Paul's last words to Timothy. Second Timothy 4 and 6. For now I am ready to be offered... And the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all those also that love his appearing. Not just see his appearing, love He is appearing. Come on. I want to preach to y'all tonight on heaven can't wait. Heaven can't wait. Let's go to God, thank you for this day you've given us, Lord. Thank you for this service, for all your wonderful blessings, for all that you've given us, for all that you have in store for us, God. Lead us to walk in it. Lead us to be prepared for it, Lord. God, lead me to be anointed. Lead us all to be anointed, God. Good ground to receive this word, all of us that will be changed, that will be edified, that will be better, God. We give you all the glory, all the praise, God. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. And we ask it all in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise God. You may be seated. Heaven can't wait. When God created heaven and earth, he made them both beautiful and wonderful but he always meant for earth to be inferior to heaven. Always it's always been intended according to his plan for earth to be lesser and heaven to be greater. That the best is in heaven. The earth earth is just temporary. <coughs> But we don't always treat it that way. Like, he is coming soon. The Lord is coming, and he has a place prepared for us. And there have been many messages preached behind this pulpit, like, Jesus is coming soon. We need to be ready. And those are the most sobering messages you will ever hear, and we need those messages. We need to know that Jesus is Coming back, he's coming to get his church. He's coming to get a church that's ready for him to serve in him. And, but sometimes the way we treat that isn't isn't the best. We don't have the best outlook on that. Like we have, uh, you have to make preparations for things like when you go to work. You have to make you got. I got to get ready when you're going to school. I got to get ready when you make appointments and stuff. I'm getting ready. And uh, when you're going on vacation, you you have to make preparations and stuff. And that God has a one-way <laughs> ticket to paradise for us that we need to prepare for, but we treat it like it's a doctor's appointment we have to prepare for. <sighs> yeah, oh, I gotta get ready. I can I gotta be ready for heaven, but but we treat it more as an obligation and something to be excited about. He has paradise for us. He has unspeakable joy prepared for us. Now, jesus the phrase, Jesus is coming back, should sober us. It should make us humble. But shouldn't we be excited also that Jesus is coming back? He's coming to get his church and take us to heaven. He's got a home for us. The ten uh, there's the parable of the ten virgins. Uh, there were five uh, five foolish and five wise, but they they made preparations. But it was like oh, about to get married. They're like, I'm about to get married. <laughs> <laughs> are we are we excited that um, <clears throat> not going to hell shouldn't be our only motivation for serving God? <laughs> We have a home, we have paradise for us. If uh, Now, I can't just say, I, I know that I can't just say, we're going to heaven. I have, I have to say, like, if we stay ready, we're going to heaven. I, I, I know that. <laughs> but if we're staying ready, we have a place prepared for us. Right. I mean, I've even, like, heard, like, if you listen to worship songs like that have been recorded live, whenever they mention phrases like Jesus is coming soon or he's coming back again, if you listen real close, you can just hear just a roar from the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like people that, if things keep going the way they are, they aren't fully prepared for heaven. It's like they're more excited than people that are actually going. Wow. <laughs> it's said in John 14... Verses uh, 2 and 3, it says, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, you may be there also. He's prepared a place for us, but it's only for those that are prepared and have prepared a place for him. Do we have heaven on our hearts? Are our hearts even prepared for heaven? Or are we so caught up with this world that we just say heaven can wait? And there's this phrase, it's been been quoted by people before, that uh, many of us have chosen heaven over hell, but not everyone's chosen heaven over earth. Yeah, we want to get away from hell and stuff, but you got to avoid this world, too. Of course, we don't want to go to hell, but you can't be content here either. A heart should long for heaven. We should have a heart that longs for heaven. There are even, uh, of course, I've used uh, this title as my message uh, to contradict <clears throat> the well-known Phrase heaven can wait, because and if you look up, there's so many songs, movies about that phrase. And if you if you look at these into these things, uh, they make heaven feel so bland, so boring, and so unappealing. I've even look up looking up a song, and it was uh, talking about a man and a woman, They're just saying like, H- "How would it even be heaven without you?" Like, really, God that made heaven and earth would make something more appealing on earth than in heaven. Something so appealing that we've like, oh, I'd, I'd rather be back on earth than than in heaven. Really. <laughs> now, I understand uh, when I was studying for this that... Um, I kind of ran into a little conflict, even even with uh, you know Holy Ghost filled believers and stuff, and it's it's even in Scripture, and it's uh, to live in, live as Christ and to die as gain. The only thing that should keep you from being heaven minded, the only thing that should keep your head from being in the clouds, let's say, is a burden for souls. We do have a work to do while we're on this earth. We have souls to reach. And that should be the only thing that is keeping us from having our heads in the clouds. But if there's anything else that's weighing us down, it's just us being full of this world. In uh... First John... Uh, Two fifteen through seventeen. It says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Is there anything Search yourself and ask yourself, is there anything that's weighing you down? Is there anything uh, that's keeping your heart from being full of heaven? Anything that's keeping you from having a longing for heaven? Uh, Even Jake preached a while ago talking about being overpacked and underprepared. Now, there's some like trucks and some airlines and stuff. They have what's called a carrying capacity capacity. They can only carry so much. and I, Now, I'm not dogging on the angels. They're, except for God, they're the most powerful beings ever. But those angels have a spiritual carrying capacity. If we're so full of this world, they can't, they can't take us to heaven. They can't, <clears throat> we can't be so full of this world. We can't be so weighed down by this world. Matthew 16, 24 through 26, it says, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, but whosoever shall lose my life for my sake shall find it. Now, it doesn't say take his life for my sake. It, it would be awesome if we had like just a... a A way to just, after we're born again, believe in God, to just instantly just make it to heaven without any repercussions. But that's not the case. There's got to be some losing. There's got to be some losing in our lives. And uh, earlier I was talking about, like, a crowd of people and stuff, like, just saying, like, yes, yes, like, Jesus is coming back. Uh, I know, like, most people in that kind of camp are just people, like, just believe only. That's That's all you have to do. And you're going to heaven, yeah, just believe, why why wouldn't you go? Well, um, even uh, Jesus has a response to when people say, I believe in you. In uh, John 3 and 1, I'm not going to read through all of it. I'm just going to read through some of it. But there was a man, there was one of the Pharisees. And the Pharisees didn't believe in Je- Most of them didn't believe in Jesus. They didn't believe he was the Christ. But Nicodemus came to him and he said, he said in uh, verse 2 it says, uh, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these things, miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. So, pretty much what Nicodemus was saying at that moment was, I believe in you. He was saying, like, these other scribes and Pharisees, they might not, but I believe in you, Jesus. You are the Christ. And Jesus' response wasn't, all right, thou shalt be with me in paradise, all right? Or he wasn't like, all right, awesome, that's it. That's all you got to do. But Jesus' response to, I believe, is verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So many people are like, all I got to do is just believe. But Jesus' response to believing is is a marvel not that I say unto you, you must be born again. We have, and not just be born again, but live a holy life, not being weighed down by this world. Now, you can enjoy uh, this life, but not be consumed by it. It is like he even says in one place, he's given us things richly to enjoy. But there is a difference. There's a difference. Uh, in that same scripture I was reading earlier in Matthew 24, I'm going to go to the next verse. It says, For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Now, I'm sorry to disappoint y'all, but. None of y'all, none of us are going to gain the whole world. None of us are. But he's, he, what he's saying is even if, it's a big if, even if you did gain the whole world, it wouldn't be worth it. So why would it even be worth it with just this tiny amount of the world? We can't, but we can gain the whole heaven if we lose our lives for his sake. I'll I'll even go to the person in Scripture that has come the closest to gaining the whole world. Solomon had anything he could want: riches, power, wisdom, anything he could want it. And here here is, if you read in Ecclesiastes one and two, he he actually goes through an experiment on himself. Uh and I'm gonna read in I'm gonna read in Ecclesiastes two and ten. He goes through an experiment on himself and he said, Whatsoever mine eyes desired, I kept not from them. I withheld not my heart from any joy, for my heart rejoiced in all my labor, and this was my portion of all my labor. Then I looked on all the works that my hand had wrought, and on all the labor that I have labored to do, and behold, all was vanity and vexation of spirit, and there was no profit under the sun. He was he was the closest he could be to gaining the whole world, and he's like, it's not worth it. Every time I can, I'll just buy this, but I still just want to buy something more. I could marry another 100 wives, but I'll still want to marry a 100 more. <laughs> he could, can't be satisfied with this world. But you you can you can enjoy it and not be consumed by it. But um have you have you ever noticed like I earlier this year I was I was praying like you know, there might be a, a TV show or something I like to watch or or a new episode's about to come out or or this this thing's about to come out that I can buy and I'm super excited about it. And I was I was thinking about the excitement I had. And I, I was I was even praying one day. I was like, God, I want to have like the way that I feel about this, I want to have this about you, God. I want to have this about heaven. But what I didn't realize is what I was actually praying was, God, I want to lust after you. I want to lust after heaven. And it says in Galatians 5 and 6, 3, 16 through 17, it said, This I say, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit. You can't make your flesh love heaven. You can't make your flesh love God. You can't make your flesh love heaven because your flesh isn't going to heaven. It's impossible to make your flesh love God. It, it, he even requires in one place, he says, what well, don't I require of thee? Uh, no, wait, I was thinking wrong scripture. Uh, but in another place, in the books of Moses, he says, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, mind, soul, and strength. But he doesn't say flesh, but because we love him with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, we put our flesh under subjection. We deny ourselves. We deny our flesh. So, so don't get worried. Like, if like, I mean, I'm excited about this. I'm excited about this TV show. I'm excited about this thing. But why don't I? Why am I this excited about heaven? You, it's impossible. You can't. But at the same time, don't let yourself be consumed. By these things. You can enjoy things, but don't let them weigh on your heart. Don't let, don't let them keep your heart from heaven. Oh, the things that we entertain ourselves with, if we're serving God, we make sure they're subject to our walk with God. We make sure the, the TV shows, the movies, the games, that they're subject to our prayer time, to our study time, and not the other way around because we love him we don't get weighed down by the affection for this world but another thing that can also keep us out of out of the world to come is a lack of affection for one another a lack of affection for one another is also not being heaven minded there's no room there's no place for bitterness, for envy, for racism, for hate, awkwardness, anything that would cause separation. There's no room for it in heaven. So why would it be in our lives, in our hearts, in our church? It doesn't belong. In one place in Ephesians 2 and 2, talking about the devil, it says he's the prince and power of the air. And I I was reading into that, and I was like, you know, if, He's always wanting to cause division. If there's a air, if there's a if people are separated, if there's distance between us, if there's air between us, then that's room for him to get in the middle, right. cause division. But if we're knit together in love, right. if, we're clo- if we're knit together, then there's no room for him to get in between us. Right. There's no room for division. Sometimes. Uh, I, I'm gonna let you know, like if we're if we're all staying holy and righteous and living right for God, we're gonna see each other forever. <laughs> There's not gonna be any awkwardness or bitterness in heaven. <laughs> we're gonna be with each other forever. <laughs> Your mansion might even be next to next to someone else's or something. That that boy or that girl it might have been an awkward breakup or someone that might have been toxic to you, your mansion might be next to them. <laughs> now, now we should avoid toxic relationships and stuff. I'm, I'm saying, like, avoid those things. <laughs> but we're going to be with each other forever, so why wouldn't we treat each other like it? <laughs> so. Some people, they, they do have, there are different interpretations that when we get to heaven, we won't have the same memories or that we might have partial memories. I mean, me personally, I do believe that we will have our memories. That, and that's just my opinion. I don't, I don't know for sure. I might, I might be wrong. I just, I just believe that when we get there, we're, it's, the Bible says we're going to be like him. He knows everything about us, but he has an incorruptible mind. And I think the same way we'll know everything about each other, but have incorruptible mind incorruptible memories and not have any reason to hold anything against each other. There won't be any room for these things. Just think about this. Uriah the Hittite and the man who had him murdered and the wife who cheated on him are in the same place right now. The Lord didn't look at Uriah and be like, all right. David's about to show up, so I want you to be on your best behavior tonight, <laughs> today. It's like, nope, nope. Your eye's like, you made it, David. You made it. You made it. Now, for the sake of simplicity, um, I know uh, through different dispensations and through different times, there's there's uh, what they call the bosom of Abraham. There's heaven. There's new Jerusalem. Uh, there's new heaven and new earth. But for the sake of simplicity, whenever I talk about heaven, I'm just going to be talking about the good place that you go to after you die. Is that all right? (laughs) I don't want to make things any more complicated, but but there wasn't. Oh, David's about like and God's not looking. Okay, you be on that side of heaven, and you be on that side. No, forever. Or even look at Paul and Stephen. Or the people he persecuted. Just look at them that that those people they came in first and that when Paul came, they were like, Oh man, can you believe Paul made it? They were like, Look at look at Paul. Look he did it. He finished that course. Paul, you did it. You kept that faith. You ran that race, Paul. Why would we not look at each other the same way? That's the gospel. Love your neighbor as yourself. That's being heaven-minded. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I don't think we'll like just looking at that, how hard that is to comprehend. Like I don't even think we could comprehend like how close we will be with each other or in heaven or how like just or any aspect of heaven. Um like there's that there's that uh, scripture in Matthew 22 and 30 where uh, a man came to Jesus and said, if this man married uh, this many wives and stuff, and they all passed away, who would who would she be married to? Who would this woman be married to? And Jesus said, for in the resurrection, they neither marry or, or are given in marriage, but are as the angels of God in heaven. And the single people, they read that, they're like, yay, no marriage in heaven. <laughs> yay. But... If you really look at like you won't want to be married. <laughs> Mar- now I'm not talking about in the physical uh of course, but how close we're going to be with each other. Like marriage would be a step back for how close we're going to be, how much how compassionate we're going to be to each other in heaven. It's going to be so unimaginable. It's going to be Heaven's going to be so great. It's going to be more than we could fantasize. I mean, that's that's a word. <laughs> it, now, even though heaven is going to be so great, so unimaginable, uh, I do think we should have a personal vision for it. Bible even says in Proverbs, like, "Without a vision, the people perish." Now, and I do know that no eye has seen, no e- nor ears heard. I know that we can't even begin to think about, to comprehend what heaven is going to be like. But we should give ourselves visions for what heaven is going to be to encourage ourselves, but also knowing that God's just going to blow our visions out of the water. I know that greater is coming. I, I just don't. I don't think we we could even begin to comprehend how great it's going to be. Why wouldn't we long for heaven? Why wouldn't we have a heart after heaven? In Mark 10 28 through 30 uh, Peter went to Jesus and said, "We've we've left all what, what are we going to receive?" And uh, Jesus said, Verily I say unto you, there is no man that hath left the house, nor brethren, nor sisters, nor father, nor mother, nor wife, nor children, for lands for my sake and the gospels. But he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time, houses and brethren and sisters, mothers, children, lands with persecutions, and in the world to come eternal life. He didn't say you're going to receive a hundredfold in eternal life that hundredfold is for this life is for this world he didn't even give a fold for eternal life he i don't think i don't think he even i mean that that's if he would then uh they'd have to have just another scripture about saying the books couldn't even be <laughs> written for it for how much fold how much more fold eternal life it's going to be. In Second Corinthians four and six sixteen through seventeen. He says, For which cause we faint not, though our outward man and perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, he's talking about all that we go through, all our tribulations, all our trials, all our stress, all the things that depress us, depress us and worry us. He calls it light affliction, which is, he says, which is but for a moment. All these years, decades, we just feel like we're suffering. It's just a moment. Worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. He's called. He calls this life just just light affliction. And I heard I heard a preacher say this one time. He said. That even, like, we don't look at God and the devil as opposites. That I don't think we should even look at heaven and hell as opposites. And what I mean by, like, while I do believe that hell, lake, or fire will be unimaginable and so awful, I still think that not even that would be able to compare to the glory and joy and peace and everything that he has for us in heaven. As unimaginably awful as that'll be, I don't think you'd be able to just take that and say, oh, as as much as pain, as much pain as there is going to be in hell, that's how much pleasure and joy there's gonna be. I don't think I don't think there's even a comparison between them. There's so much he has in store for us. There's so much he has for us. And I mean, I can't wait for it. I can't wait. I, there's streets of gold, crown of crown of righteousness, mansions. Which now I don't know that I've just been looking and studying, and I don't know if like the mansion would be a physical mansion, because I know in a lot of places it refers to us as houses, and a mansion is a glorified house. And it said it in that scripture that in my house are many mansions. So I don't know if he's talking about our glorified bodies or actual mansion. I don't know. I mean, I hope, hope we do have mansions, but also at the same time, though, like just how awesome heaven is, heaven will be. Like I don't even know what they're going to be used for. We won't have to sleep, so no bedroom. I know. I know there is the marriage supper, but we won't have to eat. So there won't be a need for a kitchen. We'll, we're will we going to be in glorified bodies that will never get tired. So we'll have no need for rest. We'll have no need for a place of rest. I don't know. I just know it's it's whatever it is going to be. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be so great. It's not nothing in this world. is worth missing heaven over. Well, the the thing like I am looking forward to those things that streets of gold, crown of righteousness, but, but more importantly, I'm just I'm just looking forward just to seeing him, just to being where he is, without pain. I mean, talks about having a, a crown of righteousness. Like I mean, I don't whether I have a crown or whether I just keep it at his throne, I, I just want to be where he is. Whether I'm walking the streets of gold or silver or platinum or diamond, I honestly, I just want to be where he is. <laughs> I just want to be where he is. In First Thessalonians 4 and 13 through 18. And this is what we have in store for us. It says, but I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with them. For this we say unto you, by the word of the Lord, by that which we are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord, shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, and with the voice of an archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. It should be sobering that we have to be ready. But he also says to comfort one another. It should be comforting what's coming. Is it comforting or are we so caught up with this world that we're just dreading it instead? We're going we're gonna to have... I, I just think it's just going to be awesome that we're going to have free will. But yet, we're just not going to be prone to the flesh anymore. We're not going to be prone to being tempted by the devil anymore. And I, I know if we walk in the Spirit, we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. But we won't even, that, just to not even have to worry about that anymore. I can't wait. I can't wait. I, I, that's something worth treasuring. Just that life to come is something worth treasuring. I can't wait. The music can come. On the last scripture. Matthew 6 and you can all stand Matthew 6:19 through 21 it says lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt And where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt. And where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And I'd like to even say in addition to that, where your treasure is there will you be after the rapture happens there's going to be no more separation from you and what you love there's going to be no more separation from you and what you treasure whether it be heaven or earth The Lord's not going to keep you from where you want to be. If he sees you so caught up with this world, so in love with this world, he's not going to break y'all up. He's not going to separate y'all. He's going to keep you where you want to be. I want to be in heaven. is it in our hearts do we have a longing do we have an excitement for heaven even if if the lord let uh, I me mean, i'll even give you something where you can test yourselves if the lord just came back right now and you're still here how quickly would it take for you to come up with, with a reason why you're still here would, would it take you a while to think well i I've done everything I've, I've kept all these commandments I've kept myself separate holy I don't know why or would something instantly pop in your mind I shouldn't have done that I got too caught up I got too caught up with this world instead of heaven I want to have an altar call to, uh, tonight all that will all that will come forward and just ask the Lord to search us if there's any treasure in our hearts, any treasure in our minds, anything anything that we're treasuring that's not of Him, that's not of heaven, anything that would weigh us down and keep us from being ready for Him, keep us from having our affection, our desire set on Him. We want to be ready. We want to be where He is. We don't want to be separated from Him want to treasure him. Heaven can't wait. Heaven can't wait.
0: Like this and songs like, Oh, I wanna see him. Couldn't wait to see him. It's all about him. Uh, a lot of people, you know, they this time of year, well, he's the reason for the season, and, and they, they're thinking about when he came. But that's just looking back. That's remembering something that happened, but I'm looking forward to something that's gonna happen. Because I know he came, but he's coming back. He said, He said, if I go away, I will come again. That where I am, you may be also. Friend, he's coming back. And, and heaven can't wait. We can't, we can't be playing games and, and putting it off and deciding I'll, I'll do it next week or I'll do it even tomorrow because we don't even know what tomorrow holds. But one day, every eye, the scripture says, every eye will see him. But when I see him, I want it to be because I'm being caught up into the air to be with him. So shall we ever be with the Lord. Brother Chris, a great reminder during this season. Great word tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Search yourself. Always examine yourself. Don't get so caught up in this world that You forget he's coming back. Amen. Praise God. Don't forget Sunday. We're going to have great times. It's going to be wonderful. 11 o'clock and 12 o'clock just like normal. But 12 o'clock we'll have our kids doing their special things. So we're looking forward to just supporting our kids. Pray for those that are sick. God can heal them. Get them better. Take care of yourself. Stay warm. Stay well. We'll see you Sunday. The Lord willing. Anybody that's got practice tomorrow night. Choir and kids, whoever else, you know who you are. Be here tomorrow night. Let's get ready for Sunday. It's going to be a great time in Jesus' name. God bless you tonight.